More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live out there in Boston on the East Coast, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, uh, you know, as we approach week one, always looking at news and notes, headlines, COVID situation, how fluid that is. But how about this one? And this one's surprising to me, a headline that could affect your bet. Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt still not practicing with team as week one approaches because of the contract uh, dispute. Yeah, that's kind of a, a surprise to me too, Pritch. And this was something that I thought, you know, either it would be handled or give him an extension or just say, hey, let's play through the year and mm-hmm. you know, we'll figure out after. So again, you want him in the lineup. Now, uh, one thing I have noticed, Pritch, and I've been doing uh, kind of research here, getting back in the groove of things, looking at week one dogs that catch my eye. I actually kind of like Pittsburgh here getting the points. One thing I noticed uh, going to this game is really lopsided toward Buffalo. And again, I keep you know beating a dead horse here, but when you get to week one in these super lopsided bets where two thirds of the public or more are on one side as a contrarian, I like to be on the other side. Again, a lot of these bets in terms of public perception are based on what have you done for me lately? How did you look last year? We all know Buffalo uh, had a great year, 13 and three. Uh, their win total is 11 juiced up over this year. I, I'm, I'm on them. I like them to go over that number and mm-hmm. to win the AFC East. But with Pittsburgh, it's a buy low spot. You know, they go 12 and four, but they were 11 at one point. They really struggled there down the stretch. What I like about this Pittsburgh spot, not only are they super contrarian where, you know, they're only getting about a third of bets, but Buffalo actually went up from at one point, you know, six, six and a half, all the way up to seven. There was a lot of buyback over the last few days or last week here on Pittsburgh going from seven down to six and a half. We're showing six on our board. Mm-hmm. Most of these, I think across the, uh, you know, across the are painted pretty much six and a half. I think you can still find a six and a half, but we're looking at these week one dogs 55% last decade. Here's the key, the two systems that really get me excited about the Steelers. Big dogs plus six and a half or more. We mentioned that one with uh, obviously would match with the Cowboys in that Thursday night opener, but six and a half or more as a dog in week one, 27 and 17 ATS, 60, almost 62% in week one here the last decade. But here's the other one, Mike Tomlin as a dog in particular. He's been great getting points in his career with the Steelers. 38 and 19 against the spread, 67%. He's covering two thirds of the time when he's getting points. Kind of a motivator guy who can get his team going maybe do that hey no one believes in us type sort uh, sort of thing so it's it's notable to me that even with this tj watt you know questionable type situation the line didn't go to bills minus seven right. or seven and a half uh it's kind of stayed at six and a half to me that makes me even more confident pittsburgh maybe he'll be you know good to go it's posturing who knows obviously i want him in there if, I, if i'm gonna bet on pittsburgh you would have loved the seven with the steelers but even six and a half to me I'll, I'll be looking at pittsburgh here as a week one bet grabbing the points with the Steelers. So the story goes with T.J. Watt. Uh, he's done individual work uh, during training camp, most of training camp, uh, never, not really practicing or participating with the team. Uh, so that's throughout training camp. Uh, now during week one or game week here against Buffalo, same kind of thing. He's doing individual work on the practice field, but he's not participating 
with the team, according to insiders and reports here. So Mike Tomlin is expected to address the T.J. Watt status uh, or situation when he talks to the media tomorrow. Uh, so this line at six gets interesting. Uh, I'll take a look at the backup. <laughs> you know, we saw the backup during uh, training camp and during the preseason. So they had four games with Pittsburgh, and maybe the backup's ready to go, and that's uh, Pittsburgh's stance here. Yeah, I think you're right, Pritch. And again, we need clarity on this T.J. Watt type situation. But the other thing I'm looking at, aside from you know the lack of further movement toward the Bills, even though Watt technically, I guess, is questionable, mm. you have to give him a de- uh, you know a designation here. I'm looking at the total, Pritch. You know, with T.J. Watt in there, you'd think it definitely benefits the defense and maybe better uh, for the under. If he's out, it's probably better for the over. You know, thinking just you know thinking through it, but. Here's the thing, Pritch, a lot of under money here. You know, these are two teams that you kind of think of Buffalo scoring a ton of points. Pittsburgh, you know, again, Big Ben, uh, the slim and trim Big Ben, Pritch. I don't know. You kind of (laughs) think of him still as, you know, airing it out. Still got a great stable wide receivers here. You're bringing in Najee Harris. But one thing I noticed, Pritch, a lot of these books open at 50 as a total, uh, which is kind of a higher end total. You didn't see a lot of 50s back in the day. You see them more routinely now with, you know, all all these rules geared toward the offense and higher scoring games in general. But open 50, it's down to 48 and a half, 48. To me, it's a pretty sharp underplay. Uh, you look at the temperature and you know what we're seeing uh, up in uh, uh, with Bills Mafia here at their stadium in Buffalo. 70 degrees, really good day. About 10 mile an hour wind, so okay. a little bit of wind. Also, John Hussey is the uh, the lead ref in this in this spot. Head umpire. He's 56.4 percent to the under. Mm-hmm. So looks like a high scoring game. Maybe a little bit to the under here, and again, buyback now uh, in this direction toward Pittsburgh. All right, we'll look for that buyback. We'll look for the T.J. Watt update as well. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, is out there in Boston, and we are presented by BetMGM. Uh, so, Josh, Major League Baseball developments. The Reds are tied up with the Cubs now. Uh, the Blue Jays, uh, shout out to Will Hill uh, on the Lombardi line. Blue Jays all over the Yankees 8-0. to yeah, that was a good hit for uh, for Will Hill. I was actually leaning Yankees there. It was kind of a, a situation where you had some uh, public betting there on Toronto, yet the line moved to the Yankees, but probably outsmarted myself on that one. So great <laughs> hit hit by Will Hill on that one. You know, the one coming up, you know, which we got to talk about, yep. you know, starts in five minutes. You mentioned it earlier, Pritch, but San Fran and Colorado, still seeing that further movement toward Colorado. You know, a lot of these books, and I'm looking for updates. I always like seeing the last 10 minutes, last five minutes, right before a game starts, because that's when limits are highest, where big bets come in. I always love it if I bet a game and that last five minutes, you know, goes toward my bet. You're seeing that a little bit here with Colorado. A lot of these books, you know, we talked about a pitch around like plus 135. It's nothing huge, but a lot of these books now that we're looking uh, at this spot are like plus 130. You know, it's, it's dipping here a little bit. So again, further movement toward Colorado, even though you have heavy betting on San Fran, a bullpen day, most or kind of a taxed bullpen day, even though Gossman is your starter. Uh, and do see some under money there, Pritch. Okay. If you still can find an 11, they're pretty much all gone now. I see one kind of slow book still at 11. But again, it's tough to sweat a course field under, but you did see that thing uh, fall 11 down to 10 and a half. Uh, you look at the weather there in Colorado, you're pretty much uh, a little bit of wind. It's, it's pretty hot. It's about 90 degrees. You do have an under ump, Bruce Dreckman, who's about 52% to the under. But again, I'd be looking at it. If you want to sweat a gross dog today, Colorado is still taking in money. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen huge buyback on the Giants uh, late, which makes me a little bit more confident in Colorado. Yeah, here. I wonder what that's like uh, if you're a pitcher and you know you have to go at least seven <laughs> in, in Colorado of all places. Yeah, we're sorry to put this on you, Gosman, but uh, we need at least six to seven innings from you in Colorado right now. I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a different kind of pressure right there. It really is, Pritch. I think it goes one <laughs> of two ways. Either you put the team on your back and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, cowboy up, uh, you know, 
got you guys. I'll save the bullpen today. Or do you put too much pressure on yourself? Do you get in jams early? Right. Do you start thinking, hey, they need me and I'm letting them down? Again, these are major league players. They're still humans at the end of the day. But great point by you. If you can get – my play would be Pritch. I'm not the manager of Colorado, but I'm betting <laughs> on him today. Take some pitches, work that sure. count, get Gosman out of there early, and then you can get these, you know, you know, tier two, tier three bullpen uh, arms here with a lot of your best bullpen arms uh, resting today, who played uh, and pitched a lot in that Dodger series. All right, great insight right there. Let's get to. Uh, Monday night football. Before we get to Thursday night football, we got Monday night football, Josh, college football style. So we got Louisville and uh, Ole Miss. Uh, we know the situation with Ole Miss and their head coach, Kiffin. He's uh, the COVID situation. But we got a line in this one, Josh. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Mississippi minus eight and a half. Uh, and the total is 74 and a half uh, for this uh, game tonight. Yeah, pretty t- high total there, Pritch. We have seen some under money, so I'll start with the total. You know, you look at Ole Miss, you think Elaine Kiffin, uh, Corral, that that quarterback there, mm-hmm. uh, has looked pretty good and put up great numbers last year. I think the perception is with Ole Miss and all this yardage they put up with Kiffin, even though he won't be coaching, I think that's a huge variable here. You know, he had the COVID. He's not even traveling to the stadium. This is a neutral site game, so it's not a true, you know, home game for Ole Miss. It's going to be played at Mercedes-Benz Superdome, home right. of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but, Pritch, you know, one thing that is notable to me is it's kind of a sharp under you know a lot of these books open actually 75 and a half and the public is saying hey i know it's a high total uh you're never going to get an nfl total that high college we got to get used to these high totals they're more more frequent here but even though it's high they're saying that's okay old miss will score you know 40 45 on their own however betting on the over yet the total has fallen to me this looks like a sharp under falling from 75 and a half down to 74 and a half even though public's on the over we've also seen these neutral site unders do very well pritch um when you're looking at uh some of these times when again it's un familiar territory it's almost like in college basketball neutral site unders the play that i really like you know you don't really know the backboards the rims you know in in the uh you know in football obviously it's more of a a kind of an equalizer here but um you don't know the sight lines and it's a different stadium and is there what kind of turf is it these factors especially with college players who aren't used to it can benefit unders and make it a little bit harder to score so that neutral site angle line falling even though heavy betting over i'd be looking toward an under here i think you would have really wanted you know, I, th- I think there's a 76, 75 and a half. Wow. That would have been your top spot here. I'd still lean under with this movement to the under. But, Pritch, I really like Louisville. I think, and, and by the way, Michael Lombardi always makes fun of me. I call him Louisville. It's Louisville. Louisville. I should probably say it uh, <laughs> a little bit better here, Pritch. Like you got marbles in your mouth. this Louisville. spot here with Louisville and the points. You yeah. know, a lot. Okay, I think we lost Josh Applebaum right there. Uh, somebody got upset with Louisville. Uh, and we lost Josh right there. It's Louisville. Uh, put some marbles or something, or I think you have a, a mouthful of food, and it's Louisville. Uh, but this game gets interesting to me, though, because of how many points uh, Ole Miss was able to score with Lane Kiffin. Uh, the offense averaged 39 points per game. Uh, now their defense gave up 38 points per game, so you got to factor in that, too. But Lane Kiffin is not going to be available, which is – I wonder if that's the downer, though, because – Ole Miss came out early on and was one of the first teams to highlight that they were fully vaccinated. Uh, Now being fully vaccinated, your head coach isn't going to be available. So I wonder if this could be some type of loss of confidence situation uh, right there. Hopefully that won't be the case. And then on the other side for Louisville, uh, their quarterback is very dynamic too. And and you wonder where he's at uh, to start the season uh, and where both teams will be from a prolific offense standpoint to start the season. Uh, Because you do have dynamic quarterbacks, quarterbacks that can make plays. uh, But on the other side of the ball, it becomes 
are the defenses going to be ready? Can the defenses be ready? Uh, and certainly that's something uh, to keep your eye on on this matchup for sure. Now, Josh, I think he was saying and highlighting that he liked Louisville catching eight points, eight and a half points out here on the board. Uh, and the under on that total of 74 and a half, that under does get intriguing because I think that gets hard for two teams, prolific as they can be, to be prolific in that opening game or the first game of the year, certainly in that situation. So uh, a big matchup, prime time, Monday night football, the lights, you can factor in all the nerves uh, of that situation too. Uh, now Ole Miss, they returned 17 starters. Uh, again, those 17 starters, though, you're averaging 39 points a game and uh, offensively and giving up uh, <laughs> 38 points a game. Uh, goes to a 5-5 five and five record right there. Uh, but certainly, I think Louisville, uh, their defense is challenged. They don't have the returning starters. They don't have the experience that uh, Ole Miss will have. But maybe that experience kind of neutralizes itself uh, because of the fact that you don't have Lane Kiffin uh, out there to coach this game for sure. So uh, keeping an eye on that situation with both teams. Uh, and as we look at that game, again, I think I like uh, catching those points too with Louisville. Uh, right now, eight and a half uh, minus eight and a half is on the board for Ole Miss. Uh, and then when we have uh, the total, uh, I'm looking at, at that total again, just on the line movement that Josh Applebaum was able to to mention earlier right there with 74 and a half. Uh, I think we have Josh Applebaum back here on the program. Josh, you there? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And uh, sorry, I got too excited. I might have broke my internet here on that one. But, uh, you know, we were talking about the total and definitely seeing this thing fall, uh, even though you're thinking of Ole Miss public perception as a really high-scoring team. So mm -hmm. it looks like smart money underplay. But, Pritch, I'm with you. I like Louisville in this spot. Yeah. You know, to me, at one point, it was kind of a purely contrarian bet. You know, one thing going from yesterday that we, that we saw and really is kind of one of my wheelhouse plays in college football is when you have primetime games where two-thirds of the bets or more are on one side, I love going uh, going against the grain and taking that really contrarian spot in a heavily bet game. You saw Florida State yesterday. I mean, obviously Notre Dame had a big lead and coughed it up there. In the end, though, we did see movement toward Florida State at home. I think some shops were like, at one point, like nine, eight and a half, all the way down to seven and a half for seven. But from a contrarian angle, really Florida State in a heavily, and here's the thing, if you're going to bet against the public in these big games, you want them nationally televised. You want them at 8 p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. time when everybody's watching and you have the most people uh, at the bar, Pritch, watching and betting on these spots. That's where I like to go the other way. So just from a contrarian angle, Louisville is the play tonight. They're only getting a third of bets. Everybody's betting on Ole Miss here. Uh, and really kind of a perception play of, you know, you look at them last year, Louisville goes four and seven, sub 500. You're looking at uh, Ole Miss five five and five, but what do we think of Ole Miss last year? We, we remember them coming on a bit. They started one and four. They go four and one. They actually beat uh, Indiana 26-20 in the Outback Bowl. So when you don't have a lot to go off of, Pritch, it's a it's a recognizable name like Kiffin, even though he's not coaching, and kind of a bigger program that played better down the stretch last year. You put it all together. That's why everyone's betting uh, Ole Miss tonight. But to me, it, it's not only a contrarian play anymore. It's getting sharper by the day, by the hour. Because when I, when I woke up today, Pritch, wrote about this one in the newsletter for VEASAN.com, a lot of these books were at Ole Miss minus 10. Again, open at 8, all the way up to 10. I'm like, hey, this is a big move here. Maybe pro and Joe, just lopsided support toward Ole Miss. However, 10 got down to 9.5. 
nine, eight and a half. You're pretty much eight and a half across the board. I'd hold out maybe natural uh, betting, continued betting here on Ole Miss. I would look out for a nine. Obviously, your best number was 10. But again, I don't like uh, Louisville strictly because they're contrarian and everyone's mm-hmm. betting Ole Miss. I love that you're getting this late buyback toward Louisville. Tells me it's not just to bet against the public play. You had a lot of bites at the apple with pros looking at Louisville. Ideally, 10. I saw one book at the 10 and a half yep. and immediately went down to 10. Pritch, uh, to me, I'm going to grab the points here. You're not getting the best of it. But if you make me pick a side, I think Ole Miss is kind of in that FSU spot mm-hmm. from last night. And again, it's not a true home game. It's a neutral site. So you give me eight and a half. I'd, I'd wait and try to get a nine. I'm going to go uh, Louisville here in the points. Okay, I do like that play. I have that lean that, that way towards Louisville, but then the total is something I'm very interested in. Hopefully not too late if I want to play the under 74 and a half uh, on that game right there. You know, it's one thing for Nick Saban not to be involved with Alabama because of COVID, it, but that program uh, is, is set in motion. <laughs> that program's on autopilot, uh, whereas Ole Miss is not quite there, right? And so you're missing your head coach, And again, I wonder if there could be a downer because you touted the fact that you were fully vaccinated, but yet your head coach isn't going to be available uh, for this game against Louisville. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And obviously, you know, this Kiffin angle is a big angle. It's a big variable. Obviously, if he was behind the, uh, you know, in front of the bench mm-hmm. and coaching, you're probably more confident here at Ole Miss. I can tell you what, Pritch, we should set the betting odds here. <laughs> if Mississippi wins and covers, Kiffin, and he's done this before. He did rat poison. He'll go on Twitter. I, I almost guarantee you there's no guarantees in life or in betting. I can see him, you know, like if they win by 10 or, you know, 15 or something like that. There'll be a tweet coming from Lane Kiffin uh, talking about that number and having it not be a big deal. Now, I hope there's no tweet. You know, Louisville yeah. wins outright or grabs the points. I'm on Louisville in the points. But Kiffin's the one guy, and a lot of times you talk to coaches, Pritch, uh, they'll never reference betting. It's kind of a no-no. But mm-hmm. he's a guy who mentions the lines quite a bit. I bet you he knows what the spread is. Okay. And he's maybe t- sending texts to his team saying, uh, I, I don't know if this is true, Pritch, but, hey, you know, uh, if I was Kiffin, there's movement going to Louisville. They don't think we can win and cover. That could be motivational angle but uh, again keep an eye on Kiffin's Twitter tonight if they cover that number I hope they don't uh, but he's a guy who definitely mentions betting is kind of in the in betting industry and, mm-hmm. and if you bet on uh, these games enough he's the kind of guy that you either learn to love or learn to hate from a betting angle because he'll put it in your face uh, if, if he covers a number and he knows the spread for every game okay Josh are you a swimmer eh no, I'm kind sometimes. of like a, I did a little bit on the beach in, okay. in Cape Cod, but yeah, I'm 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 okay. I'm not a swimmer. I I, I walk in the shallow end because my feet can touch the bottom. <laughs> Uh, so we're not going to deep dive in the deep end for the Bengals. We're just going to walk in the shallow end with the Bengals here uh, because uh, their win total, uh, six and a half. Now, if you ask a Bengals player, they're going to go over that, way over. Uh, minus 110, the over, minus 110, the under. Yeah, so Pritch, I do like the under in this okay. spot. You know, you look at this team, I think, what were they, 4-11-1 and one last mm-hmm. year? We knew Joe Burrow was there kind of handling him with kids' gloves throughout the preseason. Coming back from the injury, don't want to get him, uh, you know, in trouble again. You want to make sure everyone's good to go. But to me, Zach Taylor is just a coach that it's hard for me to back uh, Zach Taylor and put my money behind him. You know, he's kind of been disappointing so far. It's kind of questionable how he got to this this point and really sticking with him in Cincinnati. Um, so I'm going under 6.5. You're in a really tough division here. You know, a lot of the books are minus 110 both sides but i am seeing you know some books that are like minus 115 i even saw one book under six and a half minus 120 so even you know getting the extra game bringing in jamar chase uh, i still think this is a team that has a lot of issues and again what are you going to get from burrow he's kind of like that press guy like you know is he healthy what can we expect from him he was great last year covering these numbers before he got hurt you know backdoor burrow was kind of a thing on twitter uh but i think in this division it's going to be really hard when you're going to play the steelers twice the ravens twice the browns twice i mean you could be looking at 
you know, I don't know, one in five, a two and four, if you're lucky. I mean, oh and six against divisional opponents. I think it's going to be really tough. You go through the rest of their schedule. It's not very, uh, you know, it's not it's really no cupcakes on the schedule. Maybe they take a step up. I almost look at the Bengals kind of like the, the Jaguars here. Maybe they improve a little bit, but getting to seven wins, I think, is, is really a difficult task there. I would say, though, Pritch, I got to give credit a little bit. Uh, I, I, this is going to be a gross play for me. Get ready <laughs> on Sunday. I'm going to take Cincy in the points here. I'm going to wait it out, see if I can get a hook again. But they're at home against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most lopsided plays of the week one slate where you have almost eight out of ten bets laying the points with Minnesota. A lot of survivor pools will just say, hey, give me an easy winner. I'm sure the Bucks will be one of them. Maybe maybe the maybe the uh, uh, the Rams here at home against the, uh, the Bears. But I think this is kind of a layup play the public sees, but I don't think it's a layup. A lot of these books open Minnesota minus three, got to three and a half. All those three and a halfs are back down to three. So anytime the hook was available, a lot of respected money, grab the hook with the Bengals there. Uh, also, you know, a lot of injuries and COVID stuff and, and the Vikings who are 0-3 in the preseason did not play well. Dogs, 55% ATS week one last decade. When they both, when they both missed the playoffs, uh, a dog in week one against a fellow team that missed the playoffs, 38 and 23 against the spread, 62.3% uh, the last decade here. So it's gross, Pritch. I'm going to see if I can get a three and a half with the hook. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. But even even so, I'll grab the three with the Bengals. To me, that's a really sneaky play, kind of like that Texans plus three play against the Jaguars. All right. Total of 48 in that game, too. Uh, Vikings and the Bengals. Uh, Zach Taylor, you mentioned him. He's up against it. He's already on the hot seat. Uh, what, two and 14 his first year, two, 11 and one his second, uh, four, 11 and one his second year. Uh, so reports have it that he has to improve significantly. Uh, this year to keep his job. So if it's going south at all, they could jettison and move away from uh, Zach Taylor during the season. Yeah, I think that's totally true, Pritch. And kind of the carbon copy opposite of LaFleur. We know mm. LaFleur, what's he, 26 and 6, something like that, <laughs> yeah. to start. Uh, poor guy. Can uh, can can he send some wins over there to Zach Taylor? The guy's on the hot seat. But uh, I would say, Pritch, another reason to bet against them. But mm-hmm. keep an eye out. When we get coaches fired, it's always that fallen hero. Typically, you, you fire your head coach that first game after under the interim coach. Sometimes you see some upsets. That's going to be a systematic dust off. I got to see who are the odds first coach to be fired. Taylor's got to be up there. <laughs> He's up there. I, I think he is um, the second most likely coach to get fired this year. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Ooh. up there. Uh, so you got a coach on a hot seat, and then you have a quarterback coming back from a major injury. Not a good combination right there. Coming up next, uh, we're going to get into some market insights from BetMGM. Let's come up. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentness. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And Josh, I'm trying to watch uh, this Red Sox in Tampa game. Uh, now, there was a ball hit to the wall. Now, was this runner thrown out? 
I don't even see a pitch. I'm, oh. I'm back on the uh, you know the little dot that goes off your screen as I'm going through each segment here. So okay. uh, I don't know what's going on here. Overs definitely cashing. You know, again, Sox up by two now, but this thing has been back and forth. Yeah. And the Red Sox, Taylor Motter. I don't even recognize the guys that are throwing out right now, but uh, <laughs> eight to six, still got the lead. We'll we'll see what's what's happening here. I'm on Tampa Bay to come back with some plus money, but uh, definitely a back and forth spot here. AL East matchup. Yeah, definitely back and forth. Tampa Bay's up to bat uh, eight to six. You mentioned the lead right there for the Red Sox. Hanging in there. Uh, in Boston. So market insight, Josh, let's interpret this because it's from BetMGM. Uh, John Ewing sends this over to us. Uh, thank you, BetMGM, John Ewing. Uh, it's to win the Super Bowl. So comparing the Chiefs line movement and the Buccaneers line movement so far to win the Super Bowl this year, the Chiefs open at plus 600 now, plus 450. But then look at the Bucks who open at plus 1,200 now, plus 700. Uh, how do you interpret? I mean, obviously, I know how you interpret that, but what do you make of that in terms of the Chiefs? Even though they lost to the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, their line movement a little bit more substantial than than the Buccaneers here. Yeah, I think that's really uh, definitely true here, Pritch. And again, love getting this data from John Ewing at BetMGM because it kind of cuts through the noise and you can have perceptions of teams and uh, who's going to do well. But tell me where the big money is coming. And that's what I always want to know because there are wise guys, wise girls. There are sharp people around who move numbers and have respect to the books. That's where I want to be. I want to be with that respected money. So you're totally right, Pritch. The Chiefs movement going from plus 600 to plus 450. You're getting about 10% of bets, 11% of the money. There's only two teams getting 10% or more of the tickets, which are the Chiefs and the Bucks. So I think the Chiefs, that makes total sense. The favorite to win the Super Bowl, Mahomes is great. Remember them winning a couple years ago. Now Super Bowl hangover. I think it's going to be tough to repeat this year. But I actually really like this for Tampa Bay, Pritch. This is a team that you know we've talked about quite a bit. We talked about that week one line, you know, six and a half up to seven and a half. Uh, some books at eight right now. Their win total 11 and a half juiced up to the over. But to win the, the Super Bowl here, this is what I really like. Not only the movement going from plus 1,200 to plus 700. So you've, you've jumped up, you know, $5 here. Uh, toward the Bucks, but the ticket versus money count is really intriguing to me. They're taking in 13.1% of the tickets, but it accounts for 19.2% of the money. Now that's really, really key. I always look for low bets, higher dollars. Uh, again, you know, I want a discrepancy where I can say to myself, what kind of money is coming in? I think there's a big question in betting. Like, do you want to be with the money or against the money? It's a catch 22. I want to be with the money. If it's sharp, I want to be against the money. If it, if it's, you know, recreational money in general. So the fact that the chiefs in bucks, both moved, you can say, okay, they're both taking an action, but the ticket money count is pretty much even with the chiefs, both around 10%. It's much bigger, almost a 7% discrepancy between the Bucks' uh, ticket count to their money count. 13% money, almost 20% handle. To me, that tells me that uh, Brady here in year two, taking in a lot of respected money to win the Super Bowl, Pritch. And I, I cannot confirm or deny that I'm part of that uh, that 19% there with, uh, with the Chiefs. Okay, with the Bucks. okay, we'll go with that. You know, the Buccaneers, I was surprised that they opened at plus 1,200, though, when you have everybody back. But yet, you know, look, things happen. Brady's a year older. The entire roster's a year older. Uh, a lot of things happen. But then uh, immediately or before everything that we know of right now, the Chiefs opened at plus 600 uh, off the loss against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's definitely surprising here, Pritch. Again, I think you're just giving respect to the Chiefs because when they get rolling, when everything's equal, mm -hmm. I mean, this is one of the best team, maybe the best team in the NFL. But New a lot of these factors... Line. 
It, that's true. You're yeah. going to have to gel with that. You're going to have to get used to that. That's maybe a reason also the hangover that maybe you're a little bit uh, questionable there. I also think, wasn't there, isn't there a win total 12 and a half? I think it's juiced up under. It's one of the highest, but it's to the under. Um, that may be a reason why you could see some hiccups there. I'm still, you know, glued to that week one spot, Pritch. I think it's still minus six at home with Kansas City over the uh, uh, the Browns there. I'm seeing if I can maybe get a hook with the Browns six and a half. Uh, just to, I know we're up against it. A couple more teams that had some movement. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, nothing crazy, but 1,200 to 1,100. Uh, Titans obviously Julio Jones there but 25 to 1 now to 20 to 1 they've Mm -hmm. also been a market mover Um, you also look at another one Pritch the Broncos your Broncos they didn't end up getting uh, Aaron Rodgers here but Teddy two gloves great defense they've done very well in their drafts they've gone from 65 to 1 to 50 to 1 kind of a drop in the bucket when you're that high in general right a lot of these numbers are moving but to me that discrepancy bets versus dollars when it comes to the bucks that's the biggest one only about 13 percent of tickets but the biggest amount of money that's the they're the biggest uh, liability for the books here which is where i want to be yeah great run too from patrick mahomes right now every year he's been a starter they've gone to the afc conference championship game or the super bowl <laughs> Go figure. Unreal. I <laughs> know. Yeah, and then you got Tom Brady out there in Tampa land. Uh, and so his first year, they go and win the Super Bowl. So intriguing bets, uh, to say the least, right there on the board. Coming up next uh, in studio, Ben Fox, our VP of digital content. Ben with Market Insight himself. This coming up next. Perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy. And the VSIN Pro Football Guide is a perfect way to start. The guide is designed to help give you a winning edge. Our VSIN experts are winners with football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And we have in studio our VP of digital content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you? Doing well, guys. I got to say, Josh, we got a long season, all right? There's plenty of time to bet against the Vikings. You don't have to start week one. You know, I know that it's now plus three for the Bengals. It was three and a half there, but it's going to be a long time. Just so you know as well, Trey Wayne's already ruled out for the Bengals. So little injury there. Just, just want to put that out there, but plenty of time to bet against the Vikings. Don't worry. I know, Ben. I'm sorry. I know you're a big Vikings guy, and that's, you know me, like, I'm going to probably surprise some people that are like, I'm on these all these gross dogs week one, but that's one I really like. I'm not going to lie to you, and I, <laughs> I got some good news earlier uh, with Michael Lombardi, who was actually talking about, I remember we did a show, you know, like two months ago, and he was kind of like adamantly against it. Now he's saying, ooh, I think the you know Bengals could have some value there, so uh, who knows, Ben? If I can find the three and a half in the hook, or the three, as long as I cover, I can give your Vikings a win. They can win by one or two. Everybody's happy, but uh, yeah. Who, what do you think, Ben? Are you optimistic about your Vikes or what let me take your temperature on Minnesota right now in a word no uh (laughs) you know given the fact the starting quarterback could be out at any point uh for multiple weeks but I think the Bengals will be a little surprising with Joe Burrow he's been out for so long I think people forget he was really good when he was playing and also they they basically had I think you know uh 
Tyler Boyd, excuse me, and A.J. Green and uh, John Ross, who I think got injured while I was saying that sentence, you know, they had no one at wide receiver. Now you have T. Higgins. You obviously drafted Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, the offense can be very good. Defense, another question, but I think they'll be improved. I think people have forgotten how good Burrow was with kind of Justin Herbert and others taking over last year. I can tell that pick hurts you. Because, it does. I mean, because all does. teams that pick against the Vikings is the Bengals. He's picking the Bengals. I, I'm not picking against them. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I would not be shocked if the Vikings lost that okay. game as a all Vikings right. fan. Not so confident Vikings fan over yeah. here. Uh, let's get into the NFL betting guide, Ben, because uh, we have some predictions from experts uh, in this guide. I thought I was going out on a limb uh, trying to predict that the Carolina Panthers were going to make the playoffs this year. But some of these predictions, I am not out on a limb. Some of the guys are out on a limb. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought interesting. The NFC West, basically, the one where uh, we had the most kind of dissonance between people. Seven people had the Rams winning the division. Six, the 49ers. Three, the Seahawks. And Sean King, like the Cardinals to win the uh, NFC West there. That was an interesting one. Everyone in the NFC South <laughs> taking the Bucks. That's just, a limb. <laughs> just, yeah, sweeping. Uh, and Brady Cannon taking the Denver Broncos yep. in the AFC West. I think he also likes the Broncos over and the Chiefs under, so that kind of plays into that as well. But, again, just a great resource for everyone, 1999. A lot of all the articles mm -hmm. are up on the website as well. We got predictions from Brent Musburger, Sean, you, Gil, Mitch, Polly. Sorry, Josh. I think we just ran out of space for you. We'll, we'll get you in next year. But, but everyone is in there. Uh, it's a great resource. And, again, plenty of, plenty of stuff th to get it this week. And then it really has value throughout the season. It really does. And, Ben, fantastic job. This thing is awesome. If you're listening, haven't gotten it yet, go to vsan.com slash subscribe, pick up a copy. Uh, and, again, Ben, truth be told, I'm working on a new article, new feature this year, five games that the wise guys are targeting. So I'm excited to get contribute to points of weekly moving forward. But I want to ask you, Ben, you know, just looking back, you know, I was on the Cape. I wasn't as plugged into college football as I wanted to be. Update me on some of the big things that we saw this week one of college football. You know, one thing that I've uh, noticed, obviously, Alabama, death taxes, and they keep rolling and covering every game. Every game did see uh, one notable thing with the Heisman Bryce Young big movement on him he had a great debut plus a thousand to now plus 425 but what really stuck out from a betting perspective any big bets big upsets uh, what were your big takeaways from week one of the college football season yeah, it was, I mean, first of all, it was just great to have it back, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Just plant myself on the couch mm -hmm. for uh, for a day, watch some college football. Uh, a couple of big things, I think UCLA-LSU was a very heavily bet game uh, at Borgata. Someone had $220,000 on UCLA getting plus two and a half, and then they tacked on thirty grand on the money line as well. So both of those coming through there, UCLA a big win. We had four upsets, again, not just covering the spread, outright upsets of teams at least 19-point underdogs. Uh, Again, the biggest one being Montana, plus 22.5, beating number 20, Washington, 13-7. Mm -hmm. to seven. You also had UC Davis. That was Thursday night, beating Tulsa as a 21.5-point dog. East Tennessee State over Vanderbilt. I don't think that was a too heavily bet game. <laughs> Not a lot of people <laughs> watching that one. And Northern Illinois beating Georgia Tech as a 19-point dog as well. Uh, I think Oklahoma-Tulane was a fascinating game. This depended on the book, but at Caesars, over 90% of the bets and 90% of the handle was on Oklahoma. That was, again, a huge number, minus 32, 32 and a half. Tulane was in that game, mm -hmm. had a chance to win, obviously lose at the end. Also a crazy, basically bad beat, potentially, at the end of the first half there where Oklahoma down the whole first half. It's a 20 and a half point first half spread. Oklahoma kicker kicks a 56-yard field goal to cover that. <laughs> first half number uh, and like you said in Alabama 
They just keep covering. I don't think the bookmakers can set the number high enough for them. And they have now been favorites in 81 straight games. And I don't see any time soon. They're playing Mercer this weekend. Right. I don't think they're going to be an underdog there. It's going to be a couple uh, <laughs> couple more games, I think, or potentially all season before Alabama is an underdog. Just incredible. And, again, they continue to cover that. We've seen that Alabama first-half spread. That continues to cash. Just they are they are a machine, and uh, they look pretty good right now. Yes, they do. Uh, we almost had another upset last night: uh, Florida State, Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, field goal, but the coach iced his own kicker. A lot of people had comments there on Twitter about that situation. Uh, but what about the National Football League? So liability standpoint, uh, you know, whether it's MVP or whatever bet you want to go with, the quarterbacks are always a popular bet in the National Football League. Yeah, this is an interesting one. We've been looking at that MVP market, right? And at BetMGM, it was Trey Lance the last couple of weeks and really months who'd had that biggest liability. He was 300 to 1 to open the season, went to 100 to 1. And again, a couple larger bets. We saw them in that kind of dual quarterback. They were switching off that last preseason game. Mm-hmm. Again, it looks like Jimmy G is going to start. Trey Lance is going to be a little while potentially till he plays. But Josh Allen right now, your guy, Pritch. Yep. You got you got the Bills going far. Uh, Josh Allen, the biggest liability, fourteen to one at BetMGM books. He has the most bets with eighteen percent of the uh, overall bets and the third most handle at fourteen percent. And again. We know who the public is going after, Tom Brady, 26% of the entire handle <laughs> on uh, on the MVP there. So, again, Josh Allen, most, li- most liability right now. See where it goes entering the season. What about Kirk Cousins, 50 to 1? Is there any money from Ben Fox on that one? What are we, what are we looking at? Ben? No, you can burn the money instead of doing that. <laughs> donate it. Donate it. Yes, exactly. Donate it. St. Yeah. Jude's. There you go. Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you. Awesome. Always have been in studio. When the program continues, we'll get an update on this crazy game in Boston, as well as uh, some other insights from college football. It's coming up next. that winning feeling at BetMGM is the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy $100. Register using code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline wager on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odd specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSEN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, I think the Red Sox are still holding on. (laughs) Uh, They're up by one, I believe, right? Uh, Getting deeper and deeper in that game. 
Yeah, I think they may have extended the lead here, okay. Pritch. 9-7, uh, Jonathan Arauz. So, I, you know, Pritch, when I was younger, I used to name every single Red Sox player. Mm -hmm. I could tell you the 25th man on the bench. I don't even recognize a lot of these games, uh, a lot of these names anymore. So uh, we'll see how this thing goes. It's now top of the eighth. So okay. uh, as I expected, I don't think we'd finish this thing by the time our show is over. Maybe Tampa Bay make a run here. But 9-7, uh, to seven, this thing, if you took the over, I'm looking back on it now, it did rise 9 up to 9.5. And, and it was kind of a sneaky, sharp over in terms of Chris Sale on the bump. A lot of people saying, Hey, it's going to be a two nothing Red Sox mm -hmm. win. A uh, little movement to that over. Keep an eye again when it's hot out, when the wind's blowing out, when liability is all toward uh, the over here. If you can really check off all those boxes in a row, makes you uh, for a little more uh, you know confidence when you're going to bet a, a total play here, especially in kind of the dog days of summer and really kind of in September when uh, we're starting to really feel the, the weather make an effect here on your total bets. Late game situations for Boston always intriguing uh, from a betting perspective, <laughs> right there, Josh. So Tampa Bay uh, losing by two right now, seven to nine. Uh, college football, I know you were on vacation, but you took in a lot of the games uh, over the weekend. I did. I took in a few of them, Pritch. I tried to pick my spots. You know, kind of like to me, I love having action on games. I think the biggest thing, biggest mistake a lot of new bettors make is just having action for the sake of having action. So I have this thing where I hang out with my dad and we bet the Red Sox every day when I'm out there on the Cape. You know, we bet the, the Patriots, by the way, in that preseason game, Pritch, that Hail Mary, they almost blew it there late, mm -hmm. end up on the money line coming through there. But uh, yeah, you know, one thing that uh, caught my eye, you know, a couple of these games, you know, Virginia Tech was one that was super contrarian, which had a sharp move. Uh, also looking at, obviously, Florida State yesterday, UCLA was another one of these games that uh, really fits the model. So I think the key with college football is there's so many games on the board and, the, you know, you get, you get these action throughout the week and you come to a Saturday and there's, you know, 75, 100 games. You feel like you got to bet them all. I think it's the number one sport, kind of like college basketball, where discipline is really, really important. So some of these low bet games, to me, line moves are meaningful, almost in kind of niche spots like, you know, who's betting, you know, uh, Murray State, East Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. It's probably respected money. It's not a, you know, Alabama versus Clemson type showdown here. Also, by by the way, Georgia, I totally forgot that one, Prince. Georgia, the dogs and the points, they came through uh, with that under there as well. So, uh, again, pick your spots. I also love going unranked versus ranked. Uh, another one of my favorite grinder systems is when you're a short road dog in college football, plus four or less. You know, typically three points home field advantage. If you're getting four, it kind of tells you these are evenly matched teams. Those are the grinder spots I like to look for. But really, it's one of those spots where public bias has a lot of influence on these numbers. And just like last night, when everyone's been Notre Dame and you have a line move there toward Florida State, those are the matchups that I like to look out for. And, and Pritch, I'll, tell, I'll be honest, I'm excited to get back in the groove and have an official uh, college football Saturday starting this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely going to do that, uh, get in the groove. I like that. But, okay, Georgia, I did not forget about Georgia. I was able to cash that ticket for sure. We talked about that one for the majority of the summer. Um, even without Washington, that tight end, that defense was incredible. So let's get to this, Josh, because I think it could help us uh, going forward with betting college football. Uh, you know, college football, impressed or stressed? So teams that you were impressed by, I want to get to those because these are teams we probably could back or, or just look at the situations with these teams. I, like, for instance, Georgia. I was impressed by Georgia's defense. Not impressed by their offense, or in particular their offensive coordinator. He frustrated me. Uh, but yet, we, they're going to correct that. I think when Washington, the tight end, uh, gets healthy, uh, it's going to be another uh, weapon out there for JT Daniels. And that's going to be insane what Georgia can do uh, along with that defense. But they impressed me, though, further than I thought that defense was going to be. I mean, I knew a defense was going to be good, but not that great Week one, Josh. Uh, so that's the team that impressed me right off the bat. What about you? What team impressed you uh, the most uh, last weekend? 
So I'm with you. You know, Georgia, UCLA, Alabama, you know, these are obviously uh, powerhouse teams that really can't set the lines high enough. And when you're a dog and getting points with Georgia, UCLA, they both came through uh, bigly, obviously, for both spots. Mm-hmm. Rich, I'm going to throw three teams at you that probably you're not going to expect. But I look, I kind of approach this, you know, stressed and press, which our producer Britton put together kind of from a betting angle, like who outperformed what was expected of them. So my first one, believe it or not, was Army. You know, Army, they had a 43 to 10 win. Uh, looked at a lot of these box scores as a two and a half point dog against Georgia. Georgia State. And now I also look at, okay, who can we buy low on moving forward? One of the biggest moves I've seen for uh, this next uh, Saturday's batch of games week two with Army is a huge move in their favor. They're at home against Western Kentucky. They open like minus four and a half. I like early in the week, like on a, you know, a Sunday, Monday, early. What's the initial move here? It's been toward Army. Army opened like minus four and a half. They're all the way up to six and a half now against Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely one that caught my eye. You know, the other one, Pritch, uh, was Rutgers. You know, looking at Rutgers, they're on the road now going to Syracuse and Rutgers was a team that impressed me week one you know they were uh, a 14 half point favorite against Temple they went 61 to 14 so it's not just that you won but you outperformed and you covered now they're going to Syracuse I see this lineup a lot of these early on Rutgers minus one and a half up to minus two see some two and a halfs popping right there as well the other one Pritch uh, was Troy State so this one, uh, or sorry, uh, Troy against Liberty. This one was interesting to me because uh, the line move here is going toward Troy. I think Liberty, we all think of, you know, uh, with Freeze and mm-hmm. you know, this great team that's really, you know, turned a lot of heads. They're really going to be a popular play here, laying a short number against Troy. But Troy was a 25-point favorite against uh, Southern. They end up winning 55-3. to Now I'm looking at this next matchup here. Everyone's betting Liberty, saying they open minus 6. They're at Troy. They'll sweep the floor with Troy. They'll crush Troy. But they open minus 6. I'm seeing these books now down to 5.5-5 toward Troy. So the line's moving toward Troy. Pritch, you got the big boys in your list. I got these, these little smaller schools <laughs> that people may be overlooking, but... You did well. You were expected to win, and you rolled. You were a dog, and and, and you won and covered. Uh, now I'm looking at okay, where does this this uh, you know continued hopefully betting value lie? To me, Army, Rutgers, and Troy are three teams that perform well, and we can target again with some respected money coming in on this Saturday. I wondered bookmakers could beat Alabama though, because not only did have they reloaded Josh, and the reason why I'm impressed by them, they they had this young quarterback that might be the best quarterback they've had there in the years. It's unbelievable, Pritch. Mm-hmm. And again, we've been doing a lot of shows where we're looking at Heisman. I remember we did shows in the summer, like, who are we looking at for the Heisman? You know, DJ, you know, obviously, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Spencer Rattler. It, I'm almost kicking myself saying, hey, Bryce Love, you hear all the, you know, the press. You don't know what he's going to look like. He signs, you know, the, the deal with the uh, his likeness and, you know, his, his, his jersey number and all that. He's already making money. Uh, but really buying low, it's like, of course, why didn't it dawn on me to take a flyer on this guy in the best program with the best weapons? Mm-hmm. Again, going from what, plus 1,000 and now plus 425. Uh, now, Pritch, we don't have a line in this Mercer game. I'll, what, what do you think? It's going to be Alabama. <laughs> I don't think the books uh, can beat him. <laughs> minus 55. Sure. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a crazy number. But I am kicking myself. I should have taken a flyer there uh, on love and, again, uh, look great to start. And can you believe that? All these great mm. quarterbacks. I mean, Tua and Mac Jones week one. Hurts starting, and yet this guy could be the best. It's it's unbelievable. It's early. Don't get yeah. a big head, but hey, it looks pretty good and a lot of movement in the Heisman betting toward love in this one. Right. We got the hype from uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, his freshman year too. So, I mean, I'm sure that hype is going to just build and build and build uh, for that quarterback out there in Alabama. So the teams that did not impress, the teams that stressed you out, uh, maybe looking to bet against, I- I'm stressed out by the entire uh, ACC right now. Uh, Miami, North Carolina, uh, and Clemson. Uh, but I'll throw in Wisconsin, too. Wisconsin looks the same to me as they did back in 1995. 
It's the same team. It's the same, it's the same type of uh, program going on right there. Even though they have better athletes at this point, uh, it, nothing's changed from Wisconsin as they blew that game at home against Penn State. Yeah, and they actually had a move in that game. That's when I was monitoring. I was writing the uh, Sharp Report on that. And I think they were like, what, four and a half, five up to six, something like that. Uh, obviously, end up losing outright here. But, Pritch, you know, I'll, I'll throw a couple more at you. Uh, Notre Dame. How about Notre Dame yeah. being a seven-point favorite? At one point, they were like minus eight, minus nine. End up winning and covering by three. Uh, but to me, if you have a big lead like that and you kind of let it get away, that's not a good sign moving forward. And I did see this next week's line. Uh, they're at home against Toledo. And they opened like minus 18 and a half. They're down to minus 16 and a half. So that's kind of a uh, move against Notre Dame in this next one. Uh, another one was Iowa State, Pritch. You know, uh, they're kind of like minus four against Iowa here this weekend. But Iowa State was disappointing. You know, they're playing, um, you know, uh, what would what they win? 16 to 10. They were a 28 and a half point favorite. Couldn't get that thing done there. To me, that's a little bit worrisome for them as well. And then Houston was the other one that caught my eye. That's kind of a disappointing spot. That was a really sharp move. Uh, Houston against Texas Tech, where I want to say, Houston went from like plus two to minus two. It was almost a dog to fave line move. They end up losing that one outright. Uh, I'm looking at maybe buying low on Rice at home against Houston this Saturday night. They open at uh, Houston minus nine and a half. That line is now down to eight. So a little bit of money coming in, in there on Rice. I'd be looking at maybe betting against some of these spots here, Iowa State, Notre Dame, uh, and this small school here uh, with, with backing Rice and going against Houston in that spot. Yeah, I love these exercises and pressure stress. I mean, it gets you to think about your bets uh, in a different way and maybe conclude uh, how you want to bet these teams going forward. So many bets on the board in college football, as you know, week in, week out, but uh, certainly trying to uh, distinguish uh, quality bets, uh, the name of the game to me. Uh, eight to nine now, Josh, uh, Tampa Bay still at bat. This thing's unbelievable, Fritch. <laughs> of course, this has to go to extras. The only thing I'm happy about, my first day back on the job of Beeson after vacation, thank mm -hmm. God I didn't take the Red Sox under. I mean, can you imagine that as a, as a welcome back present for me? So it's okay. We're, we're, we're sweating here with Tampa Bay. I would mention a couple things, Pritch. You know, uh, a couple games for tonight, mm -hmm. we kind of hit on a little bit. Um, you have seen, again, it's kind of a dog day. We've seen some of these dogs bark so far. Seattle is at Houston. Mm -hmm. Seattle was like plus 190. They're kind of falling a little bit here. Divisional road dog angle. Also, Texas, they're terrible but they're at the Angels and Texas went from plus 130 down to plus 115. Maybe it's got a dog kind of day here so far. Although the Dodgers, Pritch, yep. what are they? Four nothing, six Four nothing. Zero. I don't know what the yeah, they're off to a good start. I should have run lined them instead of the, <laughs> the regular minus 200. Uh, we'll see what happens with Tampa Bay. Uh, one more inning and still in the top of the eighth uh, right there in that game. Great job. We'll see you back here tomorrow. My guys in the desert coming up next.